What's up? This is Maggie. Today on Build, I'm going to run through my five-step guide to making slides. And as a former consultant, an MBA, a product manager, I've made a lot of slides in my day. And there are absolutely tips and tricks that you can use to make all of your presentations more effective and also make it easier to make them in the first place and save you a bunch of time. And while I'm going to talk specifically about slides, I think a lot of this advice can be applied to definitely to other forms of written or verbal communication. Pretty much, I think anytime you need to present prepared information, you can use some or all of these tips. And I've collected them from managers and jobs and different books and, you know, getting an MBA and all that kind of stuff, being a consultant. So this is sort of like the collection of learnings I've had from my career. And I just want to call out that presenting prepared information is really, really important in product because you have to be able to summarize and present information and data, and you have to be able to convince others of your course of action, you know, or get their approval or get their buy-in or get them to take an action. And being able to effectively communicate a set of information and tell a story is absolutely critical to the role, and I'm sure also to many other roles as well. So here we go. There are five steps, and I'm going to go into each of them, but they are one, paper outline, two, paper storyboard, three, headlines first, four, fill them in, and five, practice. So step one is paper outline. And I really mean that this should absolutely be with a pen, but as long as it's not in a slides tool, it's probably fine. And really what you have to do is you have to start by asking, what is the goal of your presentation? Is it to impart some information on someone or share something? Is it to prepare a room for a decision? Are you trying to demonstrate command of your domain? So are you doing, you know, for example, an executive review where you have to share what you've been up to and sort of get by in and make sure everyone's comfortable with the choices that you're making? So figure out what your goal is. Then ask, what is it that you want the room to feel? So what do you want people to walk out of that room thinking about taking away from and the sort of emotional tone of your presentation? And then what's the one thing that you want them to take away or to learn? And then when you have all that in mind, so what the goal is, what you want them to feel, what's the one thing, write out your presentation in bullet form on a piece of paper. So this is really important because this will allow you to kind of focus on not the visuals of your presentation, but just what is the actual story that you're telling. And when you do that, you have to make sure that you have uh, a framework like, you know, set the problem figure out what the solution is, share some examples, sum it up and have a CTA. Or really, I feel like I've talked about this a million times, read the presentation secrets of Steve Jobs and just make sure that your story follows those rules. It's something I learned from DG, from DC. Everyone at Drift has heard this a million times as well. This is really what we believe in. So once you have that that sort of outline done, you have to review and edit it with the answers to those first couple of questions in mind. This is the most important part of the whole process is to make sure that you have a really, really good crisp story or narrative. And if you can do that, sort of the rest of this is going to go really easily. And that's going to be really the meat of your presentation. And I know it's really tempting to add in all sorts of, you know, context and details and information as you're sort of putting together your bullet outline, but try to resist that temptation and really think about paring down to the essential information and the essential message that's going to get that that one thing across to whoever it is, the audience that you have picked. Okay, step two. When your outline's done, uh, it's time to move on to storyboarding, and I would still do this on paper. So what I actually do is I, I sketch one box So literally draw out a box for each slide that I think I'm going to have, kind of loosely based on the bullets that I've put in my outline. And then next to it, what I do is I write out the headline. So the actual words I'm going to put on the top of the slide or the one thing that I need people to sort of take away from that slide. 
So I go through and I match up the outline to the headlines. And then once the headlines are done, then I sketch out kind of the design of each slide. And I know this can be kind of tedious, but I really believe that if you sort of take the time to kind of frame out each of the slides that you have in terms of, you know, have three bullets on this one or maybe a chart over here and then I'll put a text bullet here or something, it's going to save you a lot of time because by the time you get into the actual slide making tool, all you're doing is executing and you're not worrying about content. And it's even better if you have slide examples from other presentations or decks that you've put together or someone else made that's really good steal from people in your company. Note that down in, in your storyboard so that you can you know where to go to get that slide template. So you, again, you're not starting from scratch. Because really, there is no reason to start from scratch if you can help it. There's really never a prize, at least in products, for slide design. The goal is whatever is it whether you achieved whatever you set out to do in step one. And again, that's really all that matters. So you've done your paper outline, you've done your paper storyboard, now you're ready for step three, which is when you switch to your computer and you start to translate your headlines into slide headlines. And I really do, when I'm writing this out on paper, try to write out a phrase that would fit on a slide. But invariably, those headlines don't fit and I've written too much. So I spend a lot of time paring them down and reworking things until they fit. And then I review sort of the full set slide by slide against my original narrative outline to make sure that the point I'm trying to make and that goal that I have in mind is being achieved. So again, I kind of have maybe have 5, 10, 20, I don't know, however many slides that you that you need based on the goal of your presentation. I will read through those headlines and try to see if I give this presentation sort of just with these bullets, am I creating that that outcome? Am I Is the room going to feel what I need them to feel at the end of it? And if not, I just rework the headlines until I get the story down into a place where I feel like I'm really comfortable with it. It's important to know here that I don't waste, and you shouldn't waste any time also, designing your slides or building out the content of your slides until your story is good. Because then you might end up with all sorts of like random slides with information on it, but it doesn't it doesn't contribute to the goal that you have in mind. And you're going to end up muddying the waters and making whatever it is, whatever you're presenting on less clear if you're sort of slapping in different information just because it's something that came up in your mind while you're making slides randomly and you're not sticking to the outline that you have. Okay, so you have switched to your computer. You've done step three. Now it's time for step four, which is fill in your slides. And a couple of considerations here. If you have to think about what your deck is going to be used for, so if you're doing a leave behind, so something that you might be sharing for other people to review for information later or like the results of a study and, you know, you want to kind of make sure people are able to reflect on the the information that you're presenting, that's going to change the way that you're, the amount of information that you're going to put in those slides versus if you're doing something that's a presentation only like a conference talk. And if it's a conference talk, you know, I would take instead of going from headlines to adding in content on the slides, instead I'd go from headlines to turning those slides into representative visuals. So I just have a good visual aid behind me and I'm not, I don't have sort of slides filled with a ton of words or maybe again, DG style, just have slides with a big headline on them. Another sort of tip here is be really careful of gifts, depending on the type of company that you work for. You might want to include some gifts in your presentation, especially if you're if you're doing something that's a little bit informal or fun or that's totally appropriate for your culture. 
And I like them. They're fun, definitely. But never pair them with anything next to anything that you want your audience to read or really reflect on because it's way too much to ask an audience to listen to the words that you're saying, to read the words that you have on the slide, and also watch a GIF. That's just way too much happening. And in pretty much all of the time, they're going to watch the GIF and they're going to have kind of no idea what you said, especially if you're sort of flipping to that GIF in your presentation and it's in the middle of the GIF and you have to wait for it to run again. It's just going to derail your whole presentation. So now once the slides are all done, you can move on to the fifth and final step, which is practice. Outside of the first step when you're figuring out your story and your outline, this is the second most important step of this whole process. And I really believe that you have to practice for time, for clarity, and for command of the information that you want to present. If you're short on time and you're kind of pulling something together at the last minute, my suggestion would be to practice your opener and the first sort of two to three slides at a minimum. So that would be what are literally the first words that you're going to say? You know, are you going to say, hey, thanks, you know, I'm Maggie or whatever it is the intro that you're going to do. Honestly, I would practice it outline plus the first couple of slides because that's going to be the usually the most nerve-wracking part and the part where you're going to mess up the most. And if you can nail that, probably the rest is going to be easier. Again, a couple of other tips. I would avoid any part of, or I guess part of why practicing is really important is that you can make sure that you avoid saying things like, on this slide, you can see blah, blah, blah. Or I know it's a lot of text, but you know, this is why I wanted to include all of this. Or, you know, this is a bit of an eye chart, but if you look over here, you can see X. Those are all sort of cues to me that someone in the room hasn't really either pared down their information on the slide properly enough or practiced their presentation and they're not exactly sure what the point is that they're trying to make. You don't have to tell people what they can see on a slide. They can see it. So instead, focus on what is the point you want to tell? What is the story you want to tell? And what are the words that are going to help you tell that story? And again, at least for me, practicing is a really good way to make sure that I have that right and I have the good points and I know kind of how I want to string everything together to get the impact that I'm looking for. So again, if, you're, if you find yourself saying a couple of those types of things, I would focus on simplifying your slides or at least making sure you have a better way to intro the concept. It's really easy to ruin a really great story by not knowing what's on the slide or what's next that kind of undermines the command that you have over the thing that you're presenting. So again, I think it's really important to practice to make sure you know exactly what you're going to say, exactly the flow of your slides, the flow of your narrative, because it's going to give your audience so much more trust. And honestly, you're probably going to be much more relaxed when you actually end up giving the presentation. So that's it. That's five steps that actually work that I do truly, truly, truly every time I do a presentation. So I think if you're going to take the expense of getting a bunch of people in a room, you should, and it's your responsibility to make it effective and worthwhile. And, you know, maybe I prepare more than other people would, but it literally never hurts to be prepared. It's always a good thing. And of course, I would not leave you guys without a book recommendation. The one for today is a guide to information graphics, the do's and don'ts of presenting data, facts, and figures by Donna M. Wong. That's the one book I know, at least on infographics. It's been super helpful in making sure I don't put 
uh, don't really use pie charts, but if I did, I would have the proper number of slices in the right order. And also make sure that you sort of learn how to present data in a way that's going to be effective for your audience and the message that you're trying to send. Uh, but if you have other books, I would love to hear any recommendations on proper design. Again, this is not for designers. This is for people like me who are trying to figure out how to present information effectively. So again, the five steps that you're going to want to have for better presentations are make a paper outline, do a paper storyboard, make your headlines first, then fill your slides in, and then practice. So those are my five steps. Good luck. And here's to many great presentations, hopefully, in your future. Thanks. Thanks.